From increasing compliance regulations to managing risk, the partner you choose has to be able to keep up with your performance. The team at Allied Solutions is working hard to ensure that you have the services and solutions you need, such as auxiliary loan product refunds, coverage and cancellations, billing leniency, repossession, and more. For over 40 years, Allied has helped their clients grow, protect, and evolve their business. With over 20 million monitored auto loans and over $100 million recovered over the last five years, Allied Solutions can help you move the needle. Visit online at alliedsolutions.net slash autofinance. Hello and welcome to the Auto Remarketing Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Overby, Senior Editor of Auto Remarketing, and I'm joined by my good friend, Mary Lou McCorkin. Mary Lou, thanks for being on the show. Hey, Joe, you know, I'm really excited to join you today, um, have this conversation with Lori today as well. Um, I recently drove to Wisconsin and I listened to pretty much the entire library of our podcasts during that drive. <laughs> and uh, I'm really excited to be here and, and to get to join you guys today. Well, I'm, I'm sorry to have put you through that, Mary Lou. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> but at, as you mentioned, we do have a great guest today. That is Lori Holter, who is the founder and owner of Charisma Communications, which is one of the leading public relations firms in automotive. And she's also, speaking of podcasts, she's also the host of the Careering Podcast, which is a podcast where she interviews fearless female leaders about what, what motivates them at work, at home, and just in life in general. Lori, uh, as a PR pro, you are always connecting us with, with great stories, and you just got a, a great eye for, for good stories and, and for storytelling. So I'm glad to have you on uh, here to, to share some of your own stories. So thank you so much for, for joining us. Thank you so much. I'm so And I'm so excited about our topic today. This is like yeah. one of my passions in the industry. So uh, thanks for having me on. Of course. Well, um, you know, with uh, recording this on, on March the 3rd here and, and with, uh, with March being women, Women's History Month, um, I'd love to hear from both of you, um, you know, where, whether you think we've made strides in the auto industry with women and leadership roles and that sort of thing. And um, Lori, we'll start with you and, and Mary Lou, if you can add your, your thoughts as well. Sure. Yeah. So I think... I think we're making strides in terms of understanding that we need more females in the automotive industry. Mm -hmm. um, but Fleming Ford of ESI Trends is a good friend of mine and she shared the statistics the other day. I think it was something like, there's only been like a 4% increase in female females in positions across the board in dealerships. And that's over the last, I, can't, I wanna say 10 years. So while I think we're doing a great job in terms of like bringing the subject to light, Actually, having it trickled down into the dealerships is a whole different ballgame. Yeah, I definitely agree with you, Lori. I mean, you know, one of the uh, one of the topics that we hear about often is that um, the the employee turnover and how specifically at the dealership it works for uh, female dealers and what they need not only to be successful, but you know, like like everybody talks about with that work-life-home balance. Um, right. And also, you know, I think that there are perhaps, um, it is 
coming to the forefront, the need for more diversity, for more women within the industry. But we're also uncovering a lot of, of existing women and existing diversity that we do have in the industry. So I think one of the, the things that's kind of our responsibility is to one, find, identify, recognize those women and not only include them within the industry, but but bring them up to the top, some of those top tiers of those executive level positions, um, you know, that have kind of more of a voice in automotive. Where, where do you see um, that kind of happen? Like, what would be some things that could be done to bring those existing, the existing, you know, um, diversity and inclusion that are present in automotive? What are some ways to, to bring that to the forefront that you guys see? I think one of the things I'm personally trying to do, and I know a lot of the women around me are doing as well, is just uh, making them more, um, bringing them more to the forefront, like Marilou mm -hmm. said. So for instance, when I'm writing articles about women who rock, uh, or, or sorry, executives who rock, um, I almost always include all women. <laughs> and at, for instance, I just got notified I have a panel coming up at Digital Dealer. Anytime I have a panel, I try to ensure I fill it with women in executive roles in the dealership. And I also think just telling the stories like Alyssa Cavalrusso over at Dealer Magazine, one of their main things this year is to um, really bring to the forefront female GMs and owners. And so I think just the more we can help Marilou and myself and other leading women, the more we can help lift up, uh, exactly like you said, Marilou, there's so many kind of hidden women right now and hidden people of color in automotive that are do not have a voice for whatever reason. So I think the more that we women can help elevate the other women in the network and across the industry, the better off all of us are gonna be. Absolutely. You know, we always see at, and Lori, I don't know about you, but I always get those, those memes about women helping women and, and, right. <laughs> you know, underneath on every successful woman is uh, an, an army of women that are helping lift her up. And so I know that it, for myself personally, you know, I've started to really focus on mentorship and mm -hmm. who are my mentors and who are some people that I can even mentor and, and bring up alongside um, alongside with me. You know, one of the other things that, that we like to talk about uh, specifically during our, our women in or with our women in recognition programs is that, um, is, is an apologies. I just kind of lost my, my, my train of thought there, but it's um, that women, uh, it, it, the, the diversity of women isn't just uh, a call to add more women to your staff. It is a call to add more diversity of thought, of perspective um, to your staff, which is always going to make your business more, more successful. So, it, you know, it's not even specifically just a, hey, let's add more women. Let's add more people of color because that's what we're supposed to do. And that's politically correct. No, it's, it's that's how you, you diversify the the leaders at your table to have, have that broader view. Yeah. I mean, I think the, we all have different backgrounds and life experiences, regardless of gender, race, creed, what have you. Well, we all have different life experiences and approaches and the more of those that you can bring together, uh, the better, I think, you know, for, for tackling whatever, 
you know, whether you're in a dealer, an auction, uh, or what have you, you know, or a vendor to those companies, you know, I think the more the diversity of perspectives, you know, um, and that, you know, I, I'd be curious too from from y'all's perspective as you know, working in an, a field outside of automotive but within automotive. So, you know, event management and public relations, um, you know, you work specifically in automotive within those, uh, I guess, career categories. Where have you seen, you know, how would you compare the progress in your specific fields to, um, to you know, um, to automotive? How would you compare that? And, and Lori, even, you know, you work with as many journalists as you do PR people, I imagine. So is there, is there, you know, are you seeing more progress in automotive journalism on that front as well? Yeah, I mean, I definitely, what's interesting is I was talking on another show and they said, okay, you're talking a lot about retail, but what about kind of the tech and the vendor side and the publications? And that has seen a lot more diversity. Okay. Like I, I would say that on the vendor, the tech vendor side, it's more of almost a 50-50 split between women and men. Um, and so I think we've come a really long way with that. And I know personally, the editors I speak with, including you, they really are big on bringing to the forefront, looking for those kind of hidden female and um, minority leaders that they can bring to the forefront and show what they've done. And Marilou made a great point, not because they're female and not because they're minority leaders, but because they're people in leadership positions that have valuable expertise and valuable points of view to bring uh, to the entire industry. So I do think on the PR side, I'm seeing a big shift and a lot of um, a lot of thought and effort put before bringing about diverse experiences, executives and stories. And so that seems really promising to me from that perspective. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, within industry within the uh, events industry, event producers and uh, hospitality in general. I mean, that already is also, it, it's, it's mostly women that are, are in those positions. So I kind of have like a, a unique perspective there to where it, within events, I am in a, a female dominated industry. Um, but one of the kind of the hottest topic, uh, outside of COVID, obviously, within events, is the, uh, the diversity of your speaker faculty and really making sure that you have a group of speakers that all don't look like each other. You know, like Lori was saying, specifically to the point to bring those different perspectives to the table. Um, you know, we've seen a, a significant increase in the number of, of female speakers within our own events. Part of that is because of those women in retail, women in remarketing and women in auto finance, those recognition programs that we have. When we have those panel discussions with each group of honorees, they're, you know, Yes, there is an element of storytelling within that, but mostly the conversations are starting to really evolve towards just that, that industry expertise. Uh, even within our call for speakers, we're getting more uh, submissions with female speakers um, and, and we're just finding it easier to, to select more women as, you know, as keynotes, as workshop speakers, as panel members, as moderators. So it's really, it's fun to see how within the events industry, we're going from a, a very uh, 
female dominated uh, workforce and how that is then, you know, trickling into automotive. Um, so it's really, it's exciting to see that. And it, it makes planning the conferences more fun because we do have a bunch of different people at the table. Well, and I'd like to just jump in real quick, if I may, on Mary Lou's point. I think it's so great what you're saying, which is you're getting to a point, and hopefully we'll get to this point as an industry, where you're picking based on the topics that they're presenting on, not over the fact that they're female or, you know, a person of color. And I think that's the ultimate goal, right, is we're all just equal enough that you just see more women in mm -hmm. executive positions and speaking at more shows, not because they're female. Yeah. but because they have really valuable information to give to the audience. Exactly. The more that, that we uncover with um, who our audience is, the more natural, the more organic it is to be able to, to diversify. So that, yeah, yeah absolutely, Lori, I 100% agree. I, I think that's the goal. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I, I want to see it get to that point. Um, I still think it's important at the current moment to be proactive about it. Like, I think, as you mentioned earlier, you know, it's, you know, we see all these, um, there is diversity in automotive, but sometimes it's not brought, to, it's not proactively brought to the forefront. So I think, I think eventually it will happen where it's just organic. Um, you know, I think it does, I think it is still incumbent on, on um, you know, the industry to sort of to be proactive to, to go after that. But speaking of events, um, Laura, you, you, uh, you recently mentioned that you took a hashtag I am remarkable workshop put on by the women of color automotive network and Google. So tell me a little bit about that. And I know Mary Lou's uh, a member of, of that organization as well. So I'd love so great. to hear both y'all's thoughts on that. Well, do you want to start, Marilou, or would you like me to? You know, I wasn't actually able to attend that workshop. Um, it was while I was driving, so I was listening to all of those podcasts. <laughs> so please, please go ahead. I'd, I'd love to hear how it went. I know that I saw, you know, a bunch of, of correspondence between members and, and after yeah. it, and it all sounded like it was it was absolutely amazing. So I was, I was pretty bummed I missed it. Yeah, I, well, I have to say thank you so much to the Women of Color Automotive Network and Google for bringing it to the forefront because it really was one of those experiences that um, was just so special. I mean, I, first of all, I hopped on and everything about what we're talking about, there were like, I think something like 30 women on there and they were from all different nationalities. All, and it was like, wow, where are these women? Why are we not bringing these women's stories to the forefront? And I think all of us on this call specifically, it's our job, right? For events, publication, PR, we are specifically responsible for bringing these women's stories. But the workshop itself was all about- um, they Isn't going to take credit for their own ideas or, you know, just to, just to let them know that it is is safe to be heard and their their opinions uh, all opinions at the table are really uh, respected and recognized and while you know you're you may not go with this person or that person's suggestion or opinion um, the same thing that we were talking about before where it is all about you know these people not necessarily these women are mm -hmm. excellent. Like at the end of the day, everybody has to make the best decisions for their company. And 
it very easily could come from somebody at the table that just doesn't feel comfortable having that voice. So it's really important to make everybody comfortable so that you can get the fuller picture so that you can get all of the ideas that are, are, are being generated or, uh, you know, uh, coming to, coming to, to light while having those kinds of discussions. Yes. And interrupting and talking over, by the way, thank you for bringing those up. Those were the two top things that happened to make women feel undervalued. The interrupting and the talking over are two things everyone listening to this podcast can do today to make people, all people feel more included and heard. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and you brought up a great point of how, how folks listening can help empower others. What, what advice would you guys have for, for someone who, um, you know, a, a woman in an automotive in an automotive role who who does have great ideas, but as you mentioned, maybe a little bit shy or doesn't feel like they have the voice yet. Be some advice you'd have for them to to speak up and say, you know, highlight their own accomplishments and and eventually reach that point where they can do that. You know, uh, for me, I would say one that that mentorship it, it could play a really big part in that. Um, uh, reaching out to somebody that is, uh, perhaps a little bit, you know, higher up, uh, within the executive chain that, that has had to do that. And that has had to do that in a very different environment to where they were the disruptor. I mean, the disruption has been disrupt, like, <laughs> where, you know, um, and so it's, it, it's, it, that's where it is, is up to people that have been in the industry a little bit longer to kind of, you know, pay it forward, to pass their experiences on. And they can lend some really great advice on, on how to make yourself heard, um, how to express yourself. I mean, a seat at the executive table is, is a little bit different for anybody that's there the first time. It's a different kind of speak. It's a different kind of way to have your voice being heard. And that's for anybody that's, that's stepping up to that table. So really being able to communicate the right way so that you are heard, I think is really important. And that's something that, that only somebody that has already been through that um, in, in an even more trying time is, is going to be able to do. I totally, totally agree. That was going to be mine too. Just find a mentor or an advocate. And I think today the beauty is, so I've, I've told people that women, they're like, but what if you don't have anyone in the dealership? The beauty of today is link, there's LinkedIn, there's groups, there's a ton of associations. So use all of your resources to find that mentor. And maybe the mentor isn't even in automotive. You know, maybe the mentor is like someone outside of automotive, but I think the key is finding someone as Mary Lou so succinctly put it. I think the key is finding a person who's a little higher up the food chain who can really go to bat for you and show you how being assertive can be uh, a superpower, you know? So I think finding the advocates and also finding community. Mary Lou, wouldn't you agree? Like if you're in a group of women, I'm currently in a group of women who's created like kind of this little tribe with an automotive and just having people say, Oh yeah, I've dealt with that before. Here's how I handled it. Mm-hmm. That's so empowering. And it, it's so that supportive community is so key. Absolutely. You know, Laura, to your point with, uh, with mentors, not only outside of automotive, but I mean, I have people that I look up to that are, that are men 
that are younger than me, that are not within the industry, that are not with the, even in events, just people that I've, I've, I've met, books that I've read or, you know, uh, that kind of thing. I mean, a mentor doesn't have to look a specific or a certain way. Uh, you can kind of learn from anybody because everybody's a little bit different and everybody has a different perspective. So uh, I wouldn't even pigeonhole yourself into, you know, trying to find this specific person. So along those lines, who've, who've been some mentors for y'all, but also um, whether they've been specific mentors or not, who've been some of the, you know, women you've, you've followed in the auto industry throughout your career that, that you've admired and kind of watched. Mary Lou, I bet our lists are pretty similar. Do you want to start and then I'll, I'll yeah. do, after, I'll go after you. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, in, in looking at the Wocan organization, for example, Carrie Wise, whoo, she is, she is impressive. I love watching her speak. I love, you know, she just, she has almost like a natural air of confidence that doesn't come off as, as uh, arrogant. It's just like, yep, here, here are the facts, here are the words and you do with them what you please. <laughs> so she's definitely one. Um, another one would probably be uh, uh, Andrea Riley, who, or uh, I apologize, Joe, remind me what her last name, Andrea Brimmer. Brimmer. Yes, Andrea Brimmer and, and Kathy Ward. Um, both of them are big uh, supporters of our uh, Women in Remarketing program. Listening to them speak, um, you know, kind of pulling both of them aside and just talking to them about their experience, about their journey, about their work-life balance, about how to have those, those more difficult conversations um, with grace. Um, the, the, those would definitely be two more. And then uh, probably another big one for me would be Marguerite, uh, Marguerite Watanabe. Um, you know, she has her own business. She, I think maybe knows everybody <laughs> in auto finance. Um, and so she's, she's another one that I, I really, you know, I reach out to her often. Yeah, those are great. I mean, Carrie Wise was at the top of my list too. Let's just be honest. Carrie Wise is like the godmother of all things yes. female and automotive. So yes, Carrie. But um, I would also, Jody DeVere of the Women in Automotive, um, she, you know, she was an early, early pioneer in terms of like pushing, probably one of the first in terms of pushing women forward. I have so much respect for her. And then I love the story of Denise Casagrande, who's the head of PCG Digital. I love her story and I know her personally, she's so lovely, but I love her story because she came into PCG at seven as a social media kind of like um, manager. And within two years time, by the time, well, three years time, by the time she was 30, she had become the president of PCG. I just love that story. So I think she's a great example of if you come in and you do the work and you, you know, you work hard and you get put your nose down, you can become the president of a digital company in three years. So I think those are three of my top probably. Yeah. Well, um, well, it's, it's, it's really fun to, to see the, the journeys you guys have made and, and here's how, um, you know, the, the mentors and people you've watched kind of have inspired your careers and, you know, I imagine that there are folks uh, who, who watch you guys in your careers and, and get some, some inspiration from, from what you do. So um, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but uh, before I let you guys go, um, 
just kind of around the horn here. Any, any parting, any parting shots and uh, Mary Lou, we'll start with you and, and Laura, you can have the, the last word here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I did leave out one mentor. Um, I would say Joseph Overby. <laughs> another yes, one of mine. Exactly. I'm sorry. But Joe is also one of those like just wicked smart people. He, oh. you know, Joe, you're such a good guy. I mean, uh, like you were saying before, Joe acknowledges that he is one of those white guys at the table. And it's so nice to have conversations with him about like, hey, what are some things that we can do? And just, you know, talk about feeling comfortable talking to uh, to somebody within the industry. Joe, you're my guy. Oh. I love that. <laughs> she uh, stole mine. No, I'm uh, <laughs> yeah, actually not around the horse. I did not pay them to say this. <laughs> um, I would say I think, and this kind of ties back to my careering podcast. I think what I, has been so beautiful, and I think uh, this has probably been really accelerated from COVID. The um, in the appreciation and growing acceptance of a work-life balance. So I think COVID created this situation where even in, even myself, I've had client calls where like someone's adorable two-year-old is like singing on the floor, banging pots and pans, or, you know, someone's dog like jumps on the bed right next to an and head is on the keyboard. And, you know, I've been in automotive two decades now. I started in 99. And I remember when I first started, I've always worked from home and I've had my kids and I've had, owned my own business. I used to lock myself in the bathroom because I didn't want anyone to hear my kids <laughs> on conference calls. And I just think it's so beautiful that the times are really changing. When we talk about changes, I think one of the biggest changes I've seen is just this growing acceptance of a work-life balance and that people really do have families at home that also take precedence. Um, so that's been just really nice see over the course of the last few years. And, uh, and, and Lori, speaking of the Careering Podcast, where can, where can folks go find that to, to listen and hear some of the prior? Oh, thanks so much for asking. Yeah. You can go to Apple. I mean, pretty much on any streaming service, you okay. can find it. And we spell it Careering is C-A-R-E-A-R. So the idea is you're rearing your career and your kids at the same time. Awesome. Or All they right. can find me at LinkedIn under Lori Halter. Okay, very cool. Well, well, Lori, Mary Lou, thank you so much uh, for a great conversation today and, and for a great uh, great chat. I, you know, I, I learned a lot here just by, by sitting here and, and listening to you guys, but uh, appreciate appreciate you joining me. And uh, that's going to do it for today's episode of the Auto Remarketing Podcast. My thanks again to Lori and Mary Lou and for our entire Auto Remarketing crew. I'm Joe Overby. Thanks for listening.